This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. China failed to meet their purchase obligations that were part of the Phase 1 trade agreement with the United States. Based on trade data through November, China was 17% short of its goal for agricultural trade. A spokesperson for the Chinese embassy in Washington, D.C. blamed the shortfall on COVID, the global economic recession, and supply chain problems. After years of negotiations, India is now allowing U.S. pork and pork products Access to Indian market for U.S. pork and pork products was restricted because India's and the U.S. did not have an agreed-upon export protocol. The National Pork Producers Council had been calling on India to lift its de facto ban on U.S. pork and accept the export certification proposed earlier in 2021 by USDA. Advanced Trading Ag Risk Management Advisor Tommy Grisapi said money flow was a big driver in the ag commodities this week. Money swooshing around. Big loser here, obviously, is wheat, Minneapolis wheat, Casey wheat, Border Trade wheat, all big losers, old crop, new crop, corn giving back a little of what they gained. And, of course, beans have a nice bid to them. Minneapolis spring wheat market continues to fall after sliding through its $10 support level. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson said money flow and spread unwinding driving that market lower. Fun selling in the wheat and a lot of uh, selling wheat, buying corn being done here the last uh, day or two also. Spread unwinding is what, what most of the trade are looking at. Brugler Marketing and Management President Alan Brugler said weather does lean negative for soybean complex, but still decent demand under that market. Overnight, uh, we, we did get some, some indications of localized rains in parts of that dry area in, in southern Brazil, so in Argentina, so that kind of uh, gave them an excuse, but the bottom line is there's still there's still pretty good buying interest on the on the bean side of things. Uh, we'd like to see China come in and buy a little bit more and show that they're nervous about it. They really haven't yet, but uh, the market has come back from those lows. The livestock market put in a two-sided week as well. Corn Belt marketing market analyst Sam Hudson said that market in livestock pretty lackluster. Both sides have unchanged here and. A lot of weakness coming out of those meetings, uh, you know, in Washington here of late, and, and I don't know if there's going to be any real fodder to to those discussions in terms of how it's going to affect the packing industry or livestock industry in general. But uh, market's been under pressure ever since then, and once again, kind of go back to the Fed comments yesterday. Uh, I think you can see a little bit of pressure in that regard and some uncertainty just in, from an economic standpoint in general as we get out into summer. Ever Ag market analyst Jenny Wackershauser said that feeder cattle market pretty much just reacts to what the corn market does. Feeders seem to be doing. But getting a little more into their normal groove of every time we see corn kind of push above six, it seems like feeders take a step back. And But really has been kind of range-bound here the last couple of weeks. Um, we're hearing a lot in the spot trade on worries about COVID and just staffing. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says, well, a pretty tough week on the livestock trade. We are below some very key levels when you look at the chart, and some of these contracts, uh, the futures are actually below cash trade at this point. And so that's going to be one thing noted, is that our, you are making some ugly trade as far as it goes on um, on the charts. So like Feb live cattle right now, uh, 137.30 um, is right where we're at, and that is pretty much a very, very big volume node that we need to pay attention to and make sure that we can hold. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
The Minnesota Crop Improvement Association annual meeting is coming up, and it's going to be as close as your phone or computer. It's a virtual meeting featuring Minnesota Ag Commissioner Tom Peterson and University of Minnesota economist Dr. Michael Boland. Seed supply issues and a celebration of the 20th year for the organic program will be featured. That's Wednesday, January 12th from 9 to noon. Register online on the Minnesota Crop Improvement Association website, mncia.org. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we will see a little pocket of additional cooling taking place in the northeast corner of North Dakota and northwestern Minnesota. To South America, it looks like Argentina will be dry for a few more days, and Brazil will see scattered showers and thunderstorms benefiting many crop areas. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at farm news this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. The White House has released a new plan to bring more competition to the meat and poultry markets. Details still coming in, but National Cattlemen's Beef Association President-elect Don Schiefelbein pleased with the plans to expand processing capacity. The Biden administration citing a lack of competition within the meatpacking business and its stepping up enforcement of the Packers and Stockyards Act. Shufflebein said a, streamly, a streamlined and timely oversight process is positive news. Yeah, they, they don't have a lot of details in there. And, of course, all we want is absolute accuracy when they put those labels on. So as long as they're going to label things accurately, whether it's made in the USA or processed in the USA, we want to make sure there's not enough vagueness in that description that keeps the consumers from knowing exactly what they're purchasing handful of companies control the majority of the beef, pork, and poultry, uh, poultry processing nationwide. The Biden administration blaming a lack of competition, saying it hurts farmers and consumers. Veteran economist Steve Meyer, though, disagrees. They're pointing to higher prices and saying, well, this is because of concentration, and it's not. It's higher prices because demand has been excellent over the last couple of years. And uh, we've, we're still producing as many hogs as we have, or almost as many. The reductions haven't been dramatic uh, due to coronavirus. Like I say, they're finding something that conveniently uh, scores their political points. The American Coalition for Ethanol CEO Brian Jennings testified during a public hearing on the Environmental Protection Agency's proposed renewable fuel standard rulemaking for 2020, 2021, and 2022. Jennings' testimony uh, included how the proposal neglects to emphasize the role that grain-based ethanol can play in helping meet the Biden administration's decarbonization goals. Clontarf, Minnesota farmer and Minnesota Corn Growers Association Vice President Richard Severson also testified. Severson urged EPA to honor the RFS obligations, saying the EPA's cuts to the renewable volume obligations for 2020 and 2021 were disappointing. And they were actually below what was actually blended during those two years. And so there seems to be, there was some kind of disconnect between uh, what those um, standards were uh, set at and, and what actually happened during uh, those two COVID, uh, fuel, COVID years where fuel uh, consumption was actually reduced. The American Farm Bureau Federation was represented in a small business administration listening session about the proposal to repeal and replace the navigable waters protection rule. 
Farm Bureau Senior Congressional Relations Director Courtney Briggs says it's important that agriculture side of that story is told. Unfortunately, the agency certified that this rule would have zero impact on small businesses. And in reality, there's nothing that could be further from the truth. So this is an opportunity for folks to give real world examples and hear straight from the horse's mouth from small businesses on how this will affect their businesses. Briggs said farmers and small businesses need stability when it comes to the waters of the United States rule. The American Farm Bureau Convention is underway in Atlanta. Farm Bureau Vice President Scott Vanderwall says price transparency and negotiated trade will also be important issues in the resolutions process. Certainly don't have universal agreement on that one. That's a really tough issue uh, when, when you talk about that. Some people think uh, we really need to do something. Not exactly sure what. Other people are saying if we mandate a certain level of negotiated trade, we're going to limit the opportunities of people to engage in alternative marketing agreements. So the discussion goes on. Let's look at farm news this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Galloway and Balancers, smart, reliable, profitable, added fertility, increased cowherd longevity, moderate mature cow size, and heavier wean calves are easier to achieve with Galloway and Balancer Genetics. Be sure to visit www.galvay.org to learn more about Galvay genetics that work for the commercial producer. Join the North Dakota Galvay Association for the 2022 North Dakota Golden Rule Sale, Sunday, January 30th at Kiss Livestock, starting at 2 p.m. Serving farmers from Foston, Monoman, Ada, Crookston, and Thief River Falls to Jamestown, Langdon, Devils Lake, Castleton, Mayville, and Grafton. This is the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture is big business, and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA reports, farm policy, and trade issues. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it on the Red River Farm Network. Go online or on your smartphone to rrfn.com. You can click on news, podcasts, radio stations, and more. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor for the Red River Farm Network. The Midwest will see a quiet weather pattern through most of the next two weeks with a few rounds of mostly light precipitation. Light snow is expected to fall from southeastern Missouri to Kentucky to eastern Ohio. The northern plains and Canadian prairies are expected to remain cold with highs of the negative teens and single digits. Temperatures will begin to warm to positive single digits and teens throughout the weekend. Light snow is expected through Friday with mostly dry conditions Saturday through next Tuesday. World Weather Incorporated says more snow is expected the last half of January. The forecast for South America remains mostly unchanged, with Paraguay, southern Brazil, and northern Argentina seeing no significant rains through late next week, with warm to hot temperatures returning next week. World Weather Incorporated says a shift in the weather pattern is expected beginning around the 15th, but confidence is low that significant rains could return to the driest areas. World Weather Incorporated expects the central and southern U.S. to remain dry going into spring. World Weather Incorporated senior agricultural meteorologist Drew Lerner says this is a byproduct of La Nina. A big part of the central and southern plains have been notably dry biased over the past few months. And uh, it's, it's a little bit of a concern, especially since a, a big part of the western United States and still parts of Canada are still dealing with quite a bit of drought anyway. We've definitely seen an expansion of drought to the east into the plains, and we're actually seeing a notable decline in precipitation in parts of Iowa and Missouri as well. Lerner doesn't see La Nina easing before the spring. 
La Nina is not going to be weakening aggressively. It's going to take its sweet time uh, weakening over these next few months. In fact, uh, NOAA recently suggested in their forecast models that La Nina could be with us through May and into June. And if that's the case, there's another bias that tends to be with us during those years, and that is for the plains to continue to be dry, the central and southern plains in particular. CHS hedging market analyst Steve Wagner says South America's soybean production is a big story for the grain market right now. Everybody likes a good story, and the dry weather in Argentina and southern Brazil continues to be the story. Now, uh, we still have to keep an eye on rain showers that uh, are expected to fall in the next few days, and, and if they do get the rain, uh, then it is going to be a negative to the marketplace. Wagner says soybeans have struggled to make a push through overhead resistance. I don't know that the market's got that next leg up. It seems to struggle uh, every time it, it reaches the upper side of 13-something. Uh, we just can't seem to break the $14 mark. So it's going to be interesting to see if we can get that done and get it done in front of the uh, USDA supply and demand report uh, in you know about 10 days. Stonex has adjusted downward its crop production forecast for Brazil. The soybean production estimate was cut 11 million metric ton to 134 million. Corn production was estimated at 117 million metric tons, down 2.5 million metric tons from last year. USDA and NCONAB will issue their production numbers next week. There's been no widespread damage to the winter wheat crop due to the bitter cold weather in the northern and central plains. World Weather Incorporated believes there may be pockets of crop damage in South Dakota and Montana, but the impact on the total crop should have been limited. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor with the Red River Farm Network. Gowan USA fungicides, insecticides, and miticides protect your potatoes. Ask your Gowan USA representative about Zing, Gavel, Badge SC, and Reason 500 SC fungicides, providing a broad spectrum of control of key diseases in potatoes. These offer multiple modes of action for resistance management programs. Find out how Imidan insecticide and Onager miticide provide control of insects and mites to protect your potato acres. Visit GowanCo.com for more information. Gowan USA, family owned and operated in the United States for over 55 years. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we will see a little pocket of additional cooling taking place in the northeast corner of North Dakota and northwestern Minnesota. To South America, it looks like Argentina will be dry for a few more days, and Brazil will see scattered showers and thunderstorms benefiting many crop areas. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.